listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28, where we will be discussing chapters 10 and 11 of City of Ashes, A Fine and Private Place, and Smoke and Steel. That sounded dirty. It really did. <laughs> Didn't realize the chapter name. Right. <laughs> that oh. should have been for last week's episode. Right. <laughs> By the way, I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Things got out of hand last week. Yeah, they did. It's not our best moments. Oh, I know a secret. What's your secret time? You are writing again. I am. I'm excited for you. Oh, I'm excited too. Well, I kind of, I kind of accidentally declared to the whole world that this next book was going to be out sometime this summer um, oh, on a live stream. It just kind of fell out of my mouth. And so now I have to do it. So... Are you it's really going to be done by the summer? Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, my goal is to be done with my first draft by the end of this month. So awesome. we'll see. <sighs> I absolutely hate typing. Oh, really? So when I get in a groove, like a I love it so much. I do, too. I'm not, a, I'm not against it. No. If I have I a good it. pooter. I just get yeah. frustrated because I like typo and spell stuff wrong. And it just like. Is it because of your fingernails? Typically, yes. Okay, yeah. because when I have fake nails on, like, I can't fucking type worse shit, yeah. and it's so frustrating. But, like, if my nails are short... It was a little satisfying the last night. Well, just because I... Oh, because you clipped them. Yeah, because it broke, and it was really sad. But then, you know, I have a mechanical keyboard, because mm. you have to have one, and it just... The... I guess I've never mm. thought about a mechanical versus a not. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I've never even thought about it. I have one that I got through means that may or may not be legal. And <laughs> I I plug it into my laptop when I'm like, when I really need to like, if I'm like, I gotta, I gotta have a 10,000 word day, then I will, cause the sound motivates me. Yes. Cause it, I really like the, the sound of like, when I'm typing fast, I'm like, click, 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 click. <laughs> gotta get this out before I forget <laughs> exactly I love it uh, okay I thought that you wrote in a notebook first the, when I my first book I did because we were camping I didn't have a computer with me crazy and so I wrote like the first like four chapters <sighs> in a spiral bound notebook by like lantern light awesome <laughs> my hand was like cramped I like ran out of ink and one <laughs> pen I just switch out to another pen but it was like this story just came to me and I was like fuck and yeah that's great Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I outline in with paper and then I'll do like, sometimes I'll do, it depends on what I'm writing. Um, but I'll do like a note cards, like index cards. That's a good idea. With like chapters or like scenes on them. So like I know, so then I can rearrange and be like, no, that's when this should happen and kind of like move that's stuff neat. around. The Very writing cool. process is different for everybody but mine is not as put together as it sounds <laughs> it's, it's a lot of me just like staring at a screen awesome <laughs> so uh i have a confession to make yes tell me i'm late to the train but i watched hamilton i haven't i haven't it. seen it yet and i am up fucking set. I'm so really? excited. I've okay. seen, I've like literally seen every interview, every like special, every, everything that they've done on it, except I haven't seen the play. Oh my, dude, I can't. I'm obsessed. My niece is obsessed with it too. 
She's singing all the songs and everything. My sister-in-law posted a video. I could only think of Jody, so I was very confused. Oh. <laughs> Andy's sister. I, I got it. I was like, what? <laughs> Those are nephews. <laughs> well, at first I thought you were saying that Jody was posting pictures of her singing it. That's what was cool. But I was like, the information I'm receiving is not correct. That is not what she's saying. Let me. I don't. That's okay. I don't know if you watched. Obviously, she's looking for this. Mm-hmm. You can. Anyway, I don't know if you watched the thing I sent you. What mm-hmm. did you send? The drunk history thing. Where I was like, you guys, I was like dead. No. I miss stuff sometimes. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, we're watching it mm-hmm. when we're done here because okay. it's like, it's I so like funny. So funny. But so it's basically the the clip I sent was um the best of this actress that's in it. And um, one scene, she's playing Cleopatra. And the other scene, she's playing in- Aaron Burr. Okay. Who is the guy that kills mm-hmm. Alexander Hamilton. Which is also the card in, card in Cards Against Humanity that nobody knows who the fuck it is. And it's very frustrating. I think I've seen it. That Trunk History. Because I know that little story right there. Mm-hmm. It's and the girl from The Office, right? Or Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know thing on Parks and Rec, but the guy speaking is the guy that wrote the play Hamilton. Like he's the one that's oh, okay. like going through what happened. Anyway, we'll still watch it. It's the Cleopatra one is the real reason why I sent it to you. Okay, but the, the Hamilton one was like, okay, this she is funny. She was so drunk that, and I love it when they get like because some of them aren't as exciting, but like some of them get like really wasted, and you can totally tell. And then the actors are having to the like actors is the best. I had never seen it before ever. It just randomly. You've never seen Drunk History. No, it just randomly popped up on my Facebook feed. Because I was, okay, I got into the Hamilton Vortex. It happened to me. Yeah. I watched the musical and I had to watch it over the course of two days because Mm -hmm. my children are fucking monsters. And I started watching it and I was really like upset with myself because I um, couldn't keep up with the words. Oh, they're only talking like 16 times faster so than the then, normal human. I was oh, really? like, okay. Because they're rapping. Yeah. Oh. It's so like that... a hip, it, the the songs are like hip hop and, and okay. rap. Okay. It's great. Okay. Anyway, so then I was like, God, I suck. I wish I could know what they're saying. And I was like, wait, subtitles, right? That's... Jesus Christ. And I watch everything. Yeah, with you subtitles. do. So like, do I. Everything. So I don't know why. Because I didn't have them on Disney just because my kids watch Disney, yeah. not me, really. Sure. And so it was like, why well, don't... Oh, yeah. So then I had to restart it because we know. Right. And then it was like three in the morning. So I had to wait. Whatever. And so then uh, afterwards was like Googling things that I wanted to know because whatever. So yeah. then my Facebook could, you know, mm-hmm. the dark web could sense what I was yeah. doing. So then they were throwing... Hamilton things at me and one of them was a drunk history thing mm-hmm. and I'd never seen it before and I was Love like this it. is a, like literally the best thing I've ever seen like mm-hmm. yeah that is totally a hundred percent my GM why yep. have I not been watching this it's like, really good and then I had this like concept like how cool would it be to basically have us voicing over our breakdown of the podcast and then somebody acting it out like those actor- <laughs> actors are yeah. like that would be amazing that would be hilarious and, and I was like, we should do that. And I'm like, that's really complicated. I don't think we can do that. <laughs> we don't know any actors right. either. But it would be really, really It funny. would just be us dubbing our own voices. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe maybe we could do that for a Patreon episode where like I'm you, you're her, she's me, or you know what I mean? Like we oh. just we just switch and then we just mouth each no, other. No, I was sorry. talking about basically like <sighs> like there's somebody that's playing Clary and Simon. And oh. then what we're saying is like them doing like how they do it on like that for instance the last chapter I okay, I was gonna say I did a pretty good job, but it was more like and I was like this. And, and they were like, like that. this, right? <laughs> so it was like, I just, how cool, how funny would that be if like somebody was, but they I were what it. we were saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. That was it all show. in my head when I was driving over here because I was listening to one of our episodes to editing purposes and stuff. Anyway, okay. obsessed with Hamilton, obsessed with drunk history. Okay. I, I need to, I need to get Disney Plus and then remember to cancel it um, so that I can just watch that because I'm very excited. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> we get it free because Andy um, has Verizon through his work phone. Nice. So he's like, yeah, we're getting that. I don't know if I can get, because um, I have Apple TV on my computer because the new Mac that I bought. So I get Apple TV for free for okay. a year. But I don't you're know. you Jason Momoa in that TV show? I haven't watched what it yet. What about the one with Jennifer Aniston and like all those? The morning show. really good. Yeah, I haven't. Sorry. I I started watching Dickinson, and I liked it, but like I didn't keep up with it. And then, um, Mythic Quest was hilarious. I still gotta watch that normal, ordinary people. Normal, normal people, people on mm-hmm. Hulu. Oh, do it, do it. Yeah, so we can I talk saw, about I saw it. it on the news and stuff too. Like it's really getting big. Yeah. Wait, did you ever watch um it's fucking Dairy Girls? Man. Yes. Oh my god, it's my favorite. I didn't. I love I'm sorry, it. I just finished um. Below deck today, so med anyway. I'm pretty bummed about it. Okay. What do you say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Let's do it. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Okay. So what happened was (laughs) Clary, Jace, and Isabel make it to the Institute and all agree that, like, having wet clothes is miserable. So they're going to go take hot showers. And Clary, yeah, maybe <laughs> some of them. <laughs> Clary follows Jason to his bedroom to get a dry shirt, just a shirt, no pants, like none. And she tries to call Simon, but she's gets... doing the no pants dance. Yeah. <laughs> we wish because anyway, she's wearing wet pants. Wet pants. She tries to call Simon, but gets the bitch button. Jace is like totally to'd that she's wasting her time on this mundane. When she could have the real deal, brother-sized value meal. <laughs> and Clary shows Jace, like, yeah, she wants to eat at the all-you-can-eat Jace buffet, but it's, like, you know, gross. <laughs> Clary passes out in wet clothes, like, rude, and wakes up to Jace playing with his portal meat. <laughs> the doorbell rings, and they join Isabel in the... Investigation discovery. It's Raphael, who lays Simon's almost dead body at their feet because he did some weird ass reverse vampire shit and got all freaky deaky with some wannabe vampire shit. And now he's going to be one of us, one of us. (laughs) And in order to complete the transformation, they leave to bury him in a Jewish cemetery. Oh, my gosh. I hate that there's an out for Simon. I thought he was gone. (laughs) 
you're, she's just like, I'm relatively a good person. Fuck this child. He should die because he's slightly annoying. I just want him out of the story. That's all. You just said you thought he had it out because he was Well, I thought I wasn't going to have to read about him anymore. He's annoying and like gross. Amanda is secretly a mob boss. She's from the cartel. She's showing her neutral evil right now. Like, I'm not going to kill him, but if he dies and I don't have to deal with him anymore, then... That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> then I'll, I'll give you the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave these right here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, three shadow hunters, a vampire, and a dead guy walk into a cemetery. <laughs> wow. Got me all choked up. That was aggressive. So last week we left off on a huge cliffhanger and we're not wasting any time jumping back into the action with our crew breaking into a cemetery to bury their undead friend. Now, because I'm a nerd, I did some research. The Institute is located in Midtown Manhattan and the cemetery where they've decided to bury Simon is on the outskirts of Queens. The most direct route would be to take the I-495 by car, (laughs) a 12 mile stretch that spans not one, but two rivers. Never mind the fact that none of them drive or have access to a vehicle. <laughs> Did they take a taxi? They pulled him up in a rug. Right, like, like they weekend at Bernie's him. Like what Simon's is happening? Drives. <laughs> so this is New York City, a place that in 2007, when this book is set, nearly eight million people called home. I know it's 3 a.m., but what happened to the city that never sleeps? I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, I, I can't. We learn in this chapter that while Izzy, Jace, and Clary have glamoured themselves, there's nothing they can do to conceal Raphael <laughs> and Simon. Which begs the question, how the fuck did they get there? Okay, okay, hold on. How about Raphael turns into a bat? And <laughs> <laughs> just, like, he's carrying the dead body. Undead body. Because no, none of the mundanes are going to, you know, think twice about a floating dead body yeah, above no. the ground. Maybe they took one of the Silent Brothers' carriages. <laughs> yes. The only thing I can think of is maybe Raphael had access to a vehicle. But he can't why... reach the pedals. He's only 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's a foxy person. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, listen. Raphael, Raphael. <laughs> Raphael. Raphael Santiago. Wow. Sorry. I was trying to be sexy Hi. and it didn't really work out that well. Santiago. Okay. Oh, anyway. you do it. You do it. Do a sexy voice. Do it. Do it. Do it. I sound like a child. You just did it. Raphael Santiago. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes. Give me shivers. I like okay. it. So he's like super strong because he's got the vamp he's on vamp steroids oh, right yeah. and fast right? and he's fast uh-huh. so maybe he individually ran no. to <laughs> like he backpacked them he's yeah. like get in bitch we're going shopping like he carried all of them individually like he like, one at a time Raphael oh. is not that nice he definitely wouldn't do that Good okay but listen okay Clary Jace and Isabel could take a taxi, and Raphael could schlep Simon's dead body there. Okay, but even if he's running fast, is somebody going to notice a guy running down the street with a... 
He had um, one of the motorcycles. I was going to say that, a flying motorcycle. And he balanced this dead body yeah. on the back of a fucking flying motorcycle. Sure did. Yeah. He's using a baby carrier. <laughs> he put him in the basket on the front. <laughs> like, eating him. I like the baby carrier. Yeah, he was doing the back carrier. Yeah. He was using a, baby, big for the a baby Bjorn. Yes. <laughs> this is great. Please tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah, we we need to know how how the fuck did they get to Queens? That I'm like, you're telling me that there's not another Jewish cemetery in Manhattan? How are there cemeteries in Manhattan? I really there's don't know. I've never been to New York. I have nothing. I have no idea. I just googled it. <laughs> I love that you did this must read. This it, must read. Gosh. <laughs> Anybody from New York? Hello, knock knock. <clears throat> Tell us what you think. Please don't. How did they it's get there? It's probably bad. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know nothing about New York, but according to the map. God, I would love to go there someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should take a business trip. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Wait, okay. Robin and I have no business there. Poodcast business? Oh, this business. It's based in New York. It could be a business trip. Yes. Got to do some research. <clears throat> right. I'm sure, you know, once the world is done ending, I'm sure there'll be a book signing or something that we could write off. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. We need to do research. We're like, Cassie, Cassandra, Claire, we're so fans. And she's like, cease and desist. <laughs> we're tarnishing this series. <laughs> I would like to think that Cassie would love this podcast. Love us tearing it apart sometimes. I feel so guilty every now and then. I'm like, duh, we're being, I'm being a She's little She's still naked. getting paid. I've bought this oh, book yeah. in every format that exists. Okay, so we're in Clary's point of view, so we're privy to her inner musings. And while Raphael digs Simon's grave, she looks around and tries to come to terms with what's happening. So I'm going to read a little excerpt. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, you are. I'm going to read a quote from the book. A nice place, Clary thought, a good place to come and lay flowers on someone's grave, to sit a while and think about their life and what they meant to you. So she is definitely reflecting on her relationship with Simon. And I think this marks a defining moment where Clary comes to terms with her behavior and really sees the mistakes that she's made Um, without giving anything away. I'll just say that I think that this is a moment of growth. Um, and change for both of them, not just literally in Simon's case. But, <laughs> and I definitely see a difference in maturity and the way that they interact going forward from this point. Because literally, like I said last week, we've spent a book and a half shitting on Clary for she her relationship it. with Simon. And I'm finally, I'm just like, fuck, we can just get Bury a little. Uh, oh. She did not. She did. She did. Yes. So Clary asks Raphael if Simon. What? I see the F. Right. (laughs) Raphael. I can't. (laughs) I don't know why. I was just like changing it for some reason. So Clary asks Raphael if Simon suffered and he tells her that the. And he tells her that the vampire's bite has a drugging effect on their prey, making them making the death pleasant like falling asleep i'm i'm not about it i don't like it i don't want to be lied to when i'm being murdered okay i want to know that i'm getting murdered wait what 
You heard me. I'm sorry. My kids are texting about Disneyland, which is weird. And I was like reading that. And I'm like, wait, who lied? <laughs> Shit. Sorry. I guess that brings up the question. What do you guys think? I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so, so when a vampire bites you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a poisonous animal where it's injecting you with this venom. Okay. And the venom makes you, like, basically euphoric and lulls you to sleep. Right, so right. he doesn't realize he's dying or in pain. I gotcha. So that feels like a lie. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to be lied to while I'm being murdered. If I'm being murdered, I want to know I'm being murdered. I don't know. I feel like that seems like a great way to be murdered. <laughs> If I were to choose my murder, I think it'd be by a vamp. So far, so good. Robin? Okay, look. There's no part of me that is a brave person like, at all. And so I am really terrified of death. Yeah. And I still same. am. Like, sometimes it'll just randomly keep me up at night knowing mm. that, like, I'm going to die and wondering how I'm going to die and if it's going to hurt when I die. So if I could know that it's not going to hurt when I die, then I'll probably take it. Yep. You guys really are a lot of like, I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever get like the two o'clock anxiety? Hell yes, I do. I really get that on airplanes. I really can't. Like I need, next time I fly, I need, some meds like it gets worse every time I fly I just all I can envision is painful death I'm a lot calmer about death specifically than I used to be I like used to like not even be able to think about it at all like I would have to be like and like shake my head and like get the thought out of my mind (laughs) (laughs) I do I will I do that when I have intrusive thoughts like I and I like yell in my head I yell stop or sometimes I say it out loud um <laughs> sometimes I'll just be like cooking and I'm like stop and I just kind of like shake my head to like rid myself of the the thoughts and like and then I have like because I'm in therapy I have a pathway to move out of the intrusive intrusive thoughts so I'll like go through and then like sometimes I'll do like the you know, five things I can see and two things I can smell and, you know, okay. go down the list or whatever. Um, or I'll like start thinking about something that I know will take my mind off uh-huh. somewhere else because those thoughts, like if I let myself continue, I will just go down a rabbit hole and then I'll end up having a panic attack. Yeah. It's no bueno. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about Kristen's crazy for one episode. <laughs> So Jace sees that Clary is about to either lose her shit or pass out. So he pulls her out of sight of the others and gives her a moment to pull herself together. Um, She's busy blaming herself and then herself and Jace (laughs) for her best friend's undead status. (laughs) When Jace's startling good looks and need for a haircut distract her. I'm like, okay, look, if my best friend is dying, I'm not going to like stop to think about how hot my brother is right now and how he needs a haircut. I mean, I'm not going to ever think about how hot my brother is. Right. So there's that. <laughs> but yeah. I barely, like, I barely ever notice when my husband needs a haircut. 
Me too. I'm not going to know. Like, it's just not something about someone that I, I notice. It. I'm not. My brain doesn't work that way. I don't like, like we said two episodes ago, I don't give a shit about the small <laughs> shit. Anyway, moving on. That's not where my, my brain is preoccupied with other things. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I notice those things. I, Andy gets his haircut so quickly that I no, don't notice when he feels like he needs a haircut. But I don't know. I mean, pointing out how good looking he is is weird in that moment. But right. I, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be mm-hmm. like. Someone's dying, but maybe it's because she knows, like, he's he's gonna come back. Maybe I mean she's still kind of like, this is my fault. Yeah, I don't know. So before Jason, before Jason Clary have a chance to fall passionately into each other's arms, Alec and Magnus show up with blood. Jace tries to get Clary to stay, telling her that he'll send Izzy to come sit with her until it's over. But Clary isn't having any of his shit. And for once, Jace actually relents, even telling her that he knows better than to tell her she can't do something. Oh, can we just have a slow clap for Jace? He finally got it. Like, oh. Anyway. I love a tough guy. I love a protective guy. But don't tell me I can't do something. Because I will do it backwards and in heels, motherfucker. (laughs) Anyway. So when they get back to where they left the others, Simon's body is gone and Raphael is tamping down the dirt of the makeshift grave. So there's this moment where... (laughs) Clary notices that Izzy is shivering and then she just wraps Isabel's coat around herself tighter and is like, brr, it's cold. What a bitch. Seriously. (laughs) You have the bitch's coat. She gave it to you. You're not going to like go sit down beside her and like cuddle up, like give her some, like what the fuck? It's long, right? Give her the end of her legs or something. You're like, oh, must be cold, bitch, stupid. Like what? (laughs) Hold on. Did she go get changed? She's not still in a robe, right? Who? Izzy. She was in like a pink robe or some shit. I I honestly don't remember. They didn't talk about it, so. But I'm assuming she must have. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So Raphael explains that the fledgling... Raphael explains that the fledgling vampire, in this case Simon, must dig themselves out of their grave to be fully transformed. And sometimes if the ground is too frozen and no one's there to help, they would have to wait until the earth thaws to break through the surface, if they could at all. So (laughs) they're commenting on how cold it is. And he explains that the reason it's so cold is because the fledgling draws energy from the living things around it. Which is very freaky. Yeah. It's like poltergeisty. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not into it either. Well, Isabel could just walk down the street and warm up then. Maybe. She doesn't need a jacket. (laughs) She wants to be there. It's terrible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I got to read this next exchange. I I love it so much. So this is. Don't look at me like that. What? (laughs) So this is. talking about Raphael. So he he caught sight of Magnus then and for a split second looked surprised before he wiped the expression carefully from his features. High warlock, he said, 
I hadn't expected to see you here. I was curious, said Magnus, his cat eyes glittering. I've never seen one of the night children rise before. Mm, That's not what that says at all, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. You just added a word, right? Yeah. But like, I can't read. (laughs) I write words to pay my bills and I can't read. I've never seen one of the night children rise. Raphael glanced at Jace, who was lounging against a tree trunk. You keep surprisingly illustrious company, Shadow Hunter. Are you talking about yourself again? asked Jace. He smoothed the churned dirt with the top of his boot. Was that supposed to say tip of his boot? God, they say tip. Yeah, tip of his boot. A lot. I found it. Are you talking about yourself again? asked Jace. He smoothed the churned dirt with the tip of his boot. That seems boastful. Maybe he meant me, said Alec. Everyone looked at him in surprise. Alec so rarely made jokes. He smiled nervously. Sorry, he said. Nerves. There's no need for that, said Magnus, reaching reaching to touch Alec's shoulder. Alec moved quickly out of range, and Magnus's outstretched hand fell to his side. Oh, ouch. Okay, so love the sass. Love it. But also my poor baby, Alec. Seeing how conflicted he is about his sexuality is just like, it's heartbreaking. Because you're just like, you know what he's thinking in this moment. Like, he's just like, no one can know. Like, he's so scared. I'm really liking Prince right now, but I just don't want anyone to know. Stop calling him that. I'm not okay. (laughs) We can't be friends if you do that. You can hate on Simon all you want. Right. Okay, okay, You okay. can kill Simon a thousand times, but leave my Magnus alone. Got it. <laughs> my bad. Anyway, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you. Oh, I, think that was, I think that was all. I think she just wanted to call him Prince. Yeah. But also, do you think that Magnus was saying, like, don't be nervous? Or, like, there's no need to make jokes. You're not good at it. No, no, no. I think I think he was like, there's no need to apologize. I agree. Like, it was funny. Like, he's trying to be really supportive of Alec. And Alec is so uncomfortable with, like, someone, like, lifting him up. It's just, it's so, it's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. My poor baby Alec. Oh. So Izzy pulls Clary aside and questions if they're doing the right thing. We've already done it, girl. If maybe they shouldn't have just let Simon go she wonders if it's what he would want and while she probably should have mentioned her concerns before they buried him I think she brings up a pretty good point so I'm gonna throw the question to you guys if it was us what decision would you make for us I you can't ask us would you make a different decision for different people Okay, based on, I think it's a little selfish to do this, obviously, because you want him around still. Mm -hmm. Um, But based on, like, how upset he was when he saw Dracula or whatever, I don't know. I don't think he'd be into it. But I would probably do it for you guys if I didn't, hadn't had a conversation with you. Because there's still a way to kill a vampire, right? You can, like, stab him in the in the heart. Yeah, you, I mean, you can still kill a vampire, so, yeah. I mean, if you really want to die someday, you will. I don't know. But his life will be completely different. 
You're definitely going to be a vampire. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm glad you know that about me. Yeah, there's no... I don't have any second thoughts about turning Kristen into a vampire. Right. There's, like, literally no sweat off my balls. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that shit in! <laughs> I said that. that. was beautiful. Um, I don't know about Amanda, though. I can't tell. I know. Because I just think about, like, you've got babies to raise and all this other stuff to do. Yeah, I think I would vamp you up. Yeah, I think I would too. I'm gonna vamp you up all night while you dig out of a hole. I would like to say, like, so, (laughs) fuck, I wish we had video (laughs) tape. (laughs) I would, Amanda, I would bring her back as a vampire because I wouldn't know and I would rather do that and then she can decide to die even though her soul may be damned may or may not be damned I don't know I'm fine with that um right because I I wouldn't know I don't know that I would bring you back Robin I I don't know that you would want to be and yeah. so I think that would be a hard decision, but I would probably bring you back as a vampire because I would just, my selfish part would take yeah. over, but I would, I would think about it harder than I would think about it with Amanda, just because I don't know how you would be with that. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you'd have a real problem. So, but the alternative would be to legit, the only other alternative would be to leave you and basically it sounds like suffering. But- you can you cut his head off. Or cut his head off and bury his heart. But he's already dead. Right. So I'm not going to do that to you. I'd give you a Viking funeral if I, I would. Thank you. I would set you out on the water and launch, launch a fire arrow and let you burn. Okay, here's the deal. I think we've talked about this before. So sorry, you guys. I'll have to hear about it again. But this is my life. Pre-family, mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. Vamp, vamp me up. I don't think I could stand to bite my children and turn my children into vampires. Right. And I absolutely could not watch them die. No, I agree. Yeah. Like, so I just, as much as I would want to be there for all the important things in their life and everything else, I, I don't know. So before they have time to discuss it, the earth begins to heave beneath their feet. The hastily dug grave rolling. Simon hand, whoop, Simon's hand clawed its way through the surface, and Clary moved. Uh, and Clary moved to go to him, but Raphael held her back, telling her that it was best if Simon did it himself. Cause like, he's a big boy. But he made a point to say that they don't always come out unless there's someone there to help them. Right. So why is it? I don't know. I think I think it's like it's best if he does it himself. So let's give him a chance to try, okay. and then if then he'll help or whatever. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm not so sure Raphael would help. Yeah. <laughs> given given the opportunity, I feel like it would be... You'd re- have to make sure no one was looking before he <laughs> helped. <laughs> He's got a cool kid image to uphold. A hundred percent. So since our girl doesn't know how to listen, she tore out of Raphael's grasp and runs to Simon just as he's pulling himself out of the dirt. Uh, when she reaches out to touch him, he pounces, you know, because he's starving for blood. You dumb girl. <laughs> so Raphael puts him, 
Raphael pulls him off and tears open one of the blood bags Alec and Magnus brought, encouraging Simon to drink. At this point, Clary is just getting on my last fucking nerve. <laughs> She's losing her shit because he doesn't know me. Wah, wah, you big baby. <laughs> and Raphael is over here like, no, bitch. He just doesn't give a damn who you are because he's fucking a vampire and he's hungry. <laughs> he's... <laughs> Because you guys, this is why grammar is so important. <laughs> He's not fucking a vampire. He's a fucking vampire. For the record, I wrote it right. I just can't read. <laughs> and he's hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> For some blood. I love making you laugh. It's so easy. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm like delirious. I don't know how you guys are going to drive home after this. I don't know either. Oh, shoots. So Clary watches Simon guzzling down bags of blood for a while before she runs off to barf on someone's grave. <laughs> this reminds me of a South Park episode that I'm not going to talk about, but it's funny. Oh, boy. Okay. My turn. Yes. So chapter 11 opens with Clary in Jocelyn's hospital room. She internally questions how Luke is able to pay for a private room. And now I'm also curious. Anyone have an idea? I don't know that he's paying for it. Oh, okay. I don't know that there's not some fancy book work being done. By Magnus? Maybe. See, I told you he doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> he totally doesn't pay taxes. <laughs> Clary sits down and finally decides to talk to her mom. I feel like she doesn't spend much time there, so this is nice. She starts with Simon's story and goes on to tell her everything, and I'm pretty sure I mean everything, since she's not actually sure Jocelyn can hear her. And she recalls something that her mother had previously told her, um, which is, growing up happens when you start having things to look back on you wish you could change. Fucking amen. I know. It's beautiful, and I think it perfectly describes my entire adulthood, because I'm constantly <laughs> having a shower fight. <laughs> because I regret everything. Exactly. Overthinking I overthink, everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then Clary goes on to say, I guess that means I've grown up now. She's like, okay, mm -hmm. all done with growing up now. Check that off my list. <laughs> like, No, girl. No, you're not done. You are still growing up. <laughs> but it's also really sad because she points out that she always thought her mother would be there while she's growing up. Mm -hmm. And I feel that one in my soul. I know from experience that going through something life changing like that without having your mama is very difficult. So I can only imagine being so young and only having really like Luke to lean on. She must feel very overwhelmed mm -hmm. by everything. So it's nice that she's finally sitting down and at least talking to her. I just it, it's weird to me that she's not there more often. I don't know. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that doesn't work for the story if she's at the hospital all the time. Right. <laughs> and I think I don't know. I mean, I've. I've done the whole, like, someone's at the hospital, you go every day, whatever. But if someone's in a coma, I don't know how much. And and Luke's there. Luke's right. there constantly. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much that I would be able to sit there. It's a lot. I know, My mom was obviously in the, I don't know if you'd call it. It, it was a coma, medically induced coma, mm -hmm. a lot when she was sick. And it is a lot. It's hard. Yeah. And the hospitals are not the most fun place to be. No. So incredibly boring. And she's 16. 
Yeah. And she just discovered this entire new fucking world. And, and her brother lover. Right. And her father's a psychotic warlord. <laughs> like, I, I feel like there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like she is doing things that are useful, at least in the Shadow Hunter church. So she's investigating V Tang and helping Jace and trying to go mm-hmm. to Ferry to figure out like to get yeah. an alliance and all this other stuff. Like if she was out clubbing at Pandemonium, sure. I would be like, Clary, right. get your shit together. Yeah. She's Which, working towards a goal and that would be to catch Valentine so then she can find out a way to save her mom. Me right? personally, I would probably stay the night there. Uh-huh. Instead of at Luke's. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be there all the time. But my mom and I were really close, so that... Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. My... <laughs> I'm not getting emotional. My <laughs> voice is just cracking. Anyway, I think I would be there with her. Yeah, I Yeah, agree. I think that's what I would... For sure. Like, if I'm going to be out, like... Okay, number one, if my mom was sick, which, you know, I would be there all the time. Right. But I'm not saving the world. Right. Potentially. Her world, at least. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I was, I think I would, yeah, go there at night. Yeah, at least more often, I think. That maybe she does, and it's just not really, you know. Interesting, so it's not in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean, that might book, be, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Clary starts to get emotional, and clearly a little bit me too. And she um, hears someone clearing their throat, and it's Luke standing in the doorway. Awkward. He hands her a cup of vending machine coffee that she declines, and then is like, okay, bye, Mom. <laughs> okay, so... I, I understand why she's like, oh, God, Luke. Like, because, you know, he's awake and her mom's asleep yeah. and probably can't hear uh-huh. her. Um, but at the same time, like, Luke would handle the situation with Jace way better than Jocelyn would. Definitely. Even if take Jace being her long lost son out of the equation, Jocelyn is like, she overreact like she's fucking Clary 2.0 like <laughs> she's very like yeah a lot she's just a lot and I extra. feel like she'd freak out exactly she's extra <laughs> I feel like she'd freak out about Clary being in a weird love triangle situation more than Luke. I feel like Luke would just take it all with a grain of salt and just be like it's part of growing up kiddo yep <laughs> he just your dad yeah. the whole thing yeah yeah, it's true. <laughs> Luke is Robin's dad. Yep. So in the truck on the way home, Luke admits that he heard Clary talk about Simon and um, attempts to convince her that it wasn't her fault. Um, so this obviously tells me that he heard the entire story. So this is how he's handling it, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of ignoring it. And um, he goes on to tell her, he says, he didn't go back to the hotel because he was mad at you, Clary. I've heard of situations like this before. They call them darklings, those who are half-turned. He would have felt drawn back to the hotel by compulsion he couldn't control, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So because Clary can't stop shaming herself, she reminds Luke that she brought Simon to the party where he was rat-napped in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) So it is, in fact, her fault. The end. And Luke points out that uh, he's known Simon since they were children and he's always wanted to be with Clary. And he would have gone to the party even if she had insisted he stay away. And of course he would have because this dude has a problem. <laughs> and uh, they talk about the power of love. That's the power <laughs> of love. <laughs> Huey Lewis over here. Yeah. We're the news. 
<laughs> and uh, they, they talk about love and how it takes your choices away. Basically, it pushes you things to do, pushes you to do things you normally wouldn't. And so this conversation is starting to get a little heavy. And Luke tries to calm that shit down by asking if she has, if Clary has heard from. And she interrupts saying, yeah, I've heard from Simon. And he's like, no, bitch. I was talking about Jace. <laughs> but I also want to know how the conversation with Simon went. I'm just curious how their first, like, interactions went after he died. Almost killed her and right. also died. And now he remembers her. And she's like, oh, my God, he's going to remember me. Anyway. So she hadn't heard from Jace, and she assumes that he's fine because Luke had spoken with Magnus about the soul sword, and if Magnus didn't say anything, eh, Jace must be all good. So Luke reminds her that Magnus isn't going to tell Luke about Jace, how Jace is feeling emotionally, and she doesn't really want to talk to Jace right now. She feels like she needs to focus on Simon, which I understand why, but it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm not into it. Like, she betrayed Simon somehow with the Seelie Queen and her brother lover. I don't know. She's not growing up. It's yeah. a very immature mm-hmm. stance. It's like self-flagellation to like, oh, I've got to punish myself. Yes, because I exactly. Don't. So I'm just going to treat Jace how I normally treat Simon and like, <laughs> hope that makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> so Luke offers to help Simon through his transition. And Clary basically bites his freaking head off. You of all people should understand. And Luke is like, uh, yeah, that's why I was trying. That's what I was trying to say. Shut your face and listen for once. I'm here for him if he needs to talk since I went through this, too. And she's like, nope, not the same. He's a Mundy. And this is completely different. And he um, he can't tell his family that because they don't even know that vampires exist, which is a good point. But she could put it a different way. <laughs> like, I know you could help him, but what the heck is he going to say to his mom? Like, what could he do? But no, she just has to be a little brat to everybody because she's the most important person in the world. Didn't you know? <sighs> she's got the chosen one syndrome. <laughs> Long sigh. <laughs> Luke agrees, even though she's being a brat. And Clary tell, um, and tells Clary that there's something for Simon in the glove compartment. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. It's a drum roll, please. How to... <laughs> How to come out to your parents' pamphlet. <laughs> Luke realizes it's completely different, but it's basically how to tell your parents something about yourself that may be difficult to understand. And although I think it's funny, it was very thoughtful of him to just try to. It really is. Yeah. Do you think he was standing at the vending machine? A hundred percent. Yep. That's exactly what I think. Yep. I think he was like, that, that might work. <laughs> By golly, I think I've got it. (laughs) So finally, this awkward car ride is over and they pull up to Luke's house. Um, There is someone on the porch being all creepy in the dark. And I think we can all guess who this is going to be. I honestly thought it was Jace when I was reading it. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's in the dark and being all weird. I mean, I guess I understand. I couldn't remember who it was. I was like, I, I couldn't that... either. So that's why I was like, oh, Jace. I thought, it, I thought it was Maya. And then I was like, no, uh, I can't remember. Right. It's not, guys. It's, it's not. not. Okay. So Luke has to narrow his eyes to be able to see who there. In... <laughs> who that? Sorry. Who that? Who's there? <laughs> And we find out that this, like, keen, wolfy eyesight doesn't work unless he's wolfed up, which is interesting because mm-hmm. he keeps his strength mm-hmm. and, oh, like, okay. the speedy healing, Yep, but not the eyesight. 
Which would make me think that, like, maybe his hearing and smell, like, his other senses aren't working. Yeah, interesting. It's what we like to call in the biz a plot hole that somebody didn't close. Okay. Because, yeah, it doesn't make any sense that he would maintain all the other physical attributes, but not the eyesight. It really doesn't. Is it still the same? So it's the same in yours, obviously. Yeah. So the new versions, I mean. Mm -hmm. Well, and... Also, just we find out three sentences later that vampires, their eyesight changes permanently. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it, it's I think it's plot hole. I think it's something that she just didn't realize place. didn't work within mm-hmm. the universe. Listen to our podcast and you'll find out. <laughs> Go change all the book copies. Yeah. Do the um. what is that called? Editing? No. Magic. You have magic fingers right now. Remember revisions? The... Dude, stop talking. Like... <laughs> oh, you mean I'm being Robin? <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? The Mandela effect. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go back and change it, but then you don't realize that like Berenstein bears spelling. Right. The Luke, no, I'm your father stuff. Dude, okay. Can we just... Hold on for a second. That shit makes me feel like alternate dimensions are a real thing. <laughs> right. So they just need to do that to this. Right. <sighs> All right, y'all. Simon is sitting on the front porch waiting for clarity. And Luca's like, okay, cool beans. I'm going to go run some food type errands. See you later. Don't stay outside. Bye. <laughs> and Clary's like soups nervous because she and Simon had talked on the phone a few times, but nothing IRL. Since the night that they brought him to Luke's house so he could clean himself up a bit after the whole, like, becoming undead thing. And she is remembering dropping him off at his house that early morning and watching him flinch as the automatic porch light flickered on, thinking it was the sun and how it made her cry. And Jason tried to reach out to her hand to console her, but she was like, never again. I'm a martyr now. And not touching you is the price of my penance. Seriously. For reals. Ugh. So... Needless to say, there's some tension and anxiety as she walks up to the porch. And I love the way this is described because I can 100% match the feelings she's describing. And, like, I can imagine me having, like, to put it into words. Like, I can't. I don't know how I would do it. But Cassandra Clare did it beautifully. She said her mouth went dry and her throat swelled like the pressure with the pressure of tears. She told herself not to cry. Crying would only make him feel worse. Mm totally feel that feeling in my body simon is totally transformed into like this i put dapper but i took that back because he's not (laughs) dapper but he's like this graceful like (laughs) say what you wrote vampire man (laughs) oh he is still a boy i'm gonna tell you what it is he's got vampire mojo that's what it is i was trying to think of a good vampire to like hey He's got, like, dexterity and, like... I think there's just, like, a swagger Mm -hmm. that comes along with vampism that's, like... I mean, you can't go in somebody's house without being invited. Mm -hmm. But you can put the moves out. Is that a thing in this universe? I don't know, but I just know it's a vampire rule. And I like rules. (laughs) (laughs) We know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, he's a vampire man. 
Mm-hmm. And um, he's giving off new grown shit vibes, is what I said. <laughs> and Clary asks, how long How long have you been sitting here? And he's like, not too long, seeing as how the sunlight will burn me to a crisp. Bitch. In case you forgot. <laughs> you did this to me. You didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> he, it was reading between the lines. Yeah. Right. He recounts the story of when he put his hand out the window on accident yesterday, and he nearly lost two fingers, so it's a good thing that he heals quickly. And um, Clary's like, Luke said we should stay inside. Come on in. And Simon's like, yeah, because nasty things come out in the dark. Ugh. Ugh. Oof. Yeah. That's what I wrote. Ugh. Serious. Come on, Simon. Stop. I mean, I guess it's okay to be kind of depressed about the undead thing. I'll give you that. I mean, whatever. So Clary's like, hey, boo, what's up? I see you with your fan vibes shit. Because his clothes match like the old alive self. But there's something about him that's new and like off and like. Big dick energy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the phenomenon. It's like Pete Davidson. Like, he shouldn't, he shouldn't pull the women he pulls. No. But there's something about him that you're like, yeah, okay, he can get it. I don't, I don't get the hair. I just don't. <laughs> what? You don't know who Pete Davidson is? Do you Are live under a rock? Are ex-boyfriend? Oh. Fiance. Ex-fiance. Oh, that's right. I, got I thought maybe because of Audrey you might know. Nope. Whatever. He's on I, SNL. He's a comedian. He was, yeah. Oh. He was very funny. He was like the youngest I don't, person. Is he, I think. is he off SNL I don't already? think he's on there anymore, I don't like but Saturday he might Life. be. Well, I mean, he, he's been doing SNL stuff through quarantine. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he did like a... What's his name? Isn't he made on a there song. anymore, apparently. Um, God, what's his name? The oh. one that does the good Jay-Z impressions? Oh, my gosh. What is his name? Jay Farrow. Oh. Apparently, he's a previous person, too. It's crazy. Not too. Well, he's been in like movies yeah. though now. Yeah. He's hilarious. Love him. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, I agree with you. He should not be getting those women. Okay. This. <laughs> Simon gets his very own. She's all that moment. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Because she's like, oh, there's something different. It works for boys, too. There's no glasses. <laughs> I can see into your eyes. That wasn't a song. I just felt like it. I thought you were going to. I can see clearly. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but like the Cheech and Chong version. Okay, sorry. I need like a. a what? What? How does Brown Eyed Girl go? Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. But he's like Black Eyed Boy. Right? <laughs> okay, so she's like, oh my God, where are your glasses? And he's like, bitch. Have you ever seen a vampire with glasses? <laughs> How many vampires has she seen? I guess a whole hotel full. Huh? A horde. A gaggle of them, if you will. Okay. I'm just going to throw this out here. Out of all the vampires in all of the world, they live forever, right? But... There's got to be one or two that are, like, super into fashion, that wear fashion glasses because they look cool. They're, like, wearing blue blockers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it gives me a headache. 
I pointed at mine because I have blue blockers on. And he's like, yeah, don't need glasses anymore. Except at home when I have to wear them so my mom, like, doesn't freak out. Guess I'll have to tell her I'm going to get contacts. How does a 16-year-old get contacts without their mom? I wanted to know the same damn thing. How much did your six-month subscription, I'm going to call it? 160 bucks, man. Seriously. Well, it's like the contact prescription is only good for one year, y'all. Yeah, you got to go back every time. You got to go back every time. Come on, Simon. Yeah. You know this. You've had glasses forever. Don't. Say like LASIK or something. I don't know. He's not going to get LASIK without his mom. Listen, Amanda, don't don't rain on my parade. (laughs) Or he could just say, Mom, I want to get contacts. Go get the contacts and then just not wear them. But, but they have to give him an eye exam. Yeah. And I went back with my son when he got his eye exam because he was nervous. Well, then how you can take you him can out in the sun? Fake, you can fake the eye exam. I guess that's true. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Like, here, before you go, I'm going to put this. Parka. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say parka, but then I was like, no, you could still see the sun. Yeah. That. That's what I was getting. I was like, uh, I think it would go through clothes. I don't know. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Anyway. But it's nice vibes. I anyway. feel like he could just get some fake fucking glasses. It, like punch That's a the good lenses out. She'll never know. <laughs> She'll never know that there's no lenses. <laughs> Just go to the dollar store. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Sorry. All right. By the way, I needed a new pop socket because mine. I was wondering. Audrey, I gave mine to Audrey. Hers broke. Okay. Mine keeps falling off. It's broken. We can make we can make downloader editions <gasps> on this we website. Should. That's a great idea. Although I probably won't use one. Why wouldn't? Because I use a wireless charger. Mm. <sighs> anyway, bougie. and by we I mean Kristen. Uh huh. I don't have the file size, so they're only like fifteen bucks. You can just get like two. Nice. We need it. I would get one, and then just take off my case. Anyway, yeah, that was I'm down with that. Yeah, down worlder with that. You're down with the down worlder. Yeah, mm-hmm. ba with the ba. To fame. Okay. Up check the buggy. Thank you. <laughs> Clary's like, hold up, fam. You're just gonna have to tell her what happened. You can't keep m- marking up lies forever. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> but what I meant to say is making up lies forever. And he says that he's going to try. I mean, A for effort, right? Yeah. Because what is he supposed to do, you know? I think, okay, here, wait, hold on. Let me back the trolley up. I wrote this like a shithead because it makes no sense. <laughs> Claire is basically trying to persuade him to tell his mom, like, that he's a vampire. And because you, otherwise you're just going to have to, like, one lie on top of the other. Like, right. And he's like, well, I'm going to try. I'm going to do whatever I can not to tell her. And then in the same breath, he's kind of asking her, like, a rhetorical question, I think. But what am I supposed to do? My mom keeps bringing me this food. I have to throw it out the window. I haven't been outside in two days. And um, he's pretending that he has the flu is what's going on. Like, I'm sick. Um, But soon enough, like, if he doesn't get better, his mom's going to take him to the doctor. And apart from the whole, like, logistics of getting him there, same thing with an optometrist. Um, (laughs) The doctor's probably going to notice that, like, he doesn't have a heartbeat and he's actually dead. Right. (laughs) So I don't see what other kind of choice he has, but I totally get it. So um, he tells her that he can't stop thinking about blood and pretty soon he will, quote, be writing morbid emo poetry about it. 
I mean, it would probably be better for his songs. Yeah. This is true. Vampires have that sexy mojo. Okay. BDE. Haven't you ever seen Queen of the Damned? <gasps> what? No. I, I have. Okay. I've not heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Haven't you seen 30 Days of Night? No. I'm just kidding. I really... Oh, fucking Ben Foster. Mm. Okay. Okay. Listen, y'all. <gasps> Sorry. Clary's like, calm down. Don't you have the blood that Magnus gave you? And he says yes, but he only has got three vials left. And what's going to happen when those are gone? Which I think is crazy because the blood he got was in bags. But vial makes me think of like glass. glass. I agree. Like, the, like what they put your blood in when you get your blood drawn and then they go take it back for tests. I feel like that's not enough blood for a meal. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like, is he taking like shots, 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 yes. shots? Yeah. <laughs> and I want to ask him, like, does blood taste different? Like, Amanda has, like, the good blood, dude. Yeah. She does. I'm O positive. Oh. Oh, I wonder. Oh, if there's, like, different flavors? Uh-huh. Well, at Talkies, the menu has different kinds of... That's true. Animal blood or whatever. But they have... Don't they have different... I want to say they have different blood types. Like A positive or whatever. Yeah. I don't so know if I I'm confusing if it with different. like that TV show. With True Blood? <laughs> I haven't seen that. What? I haven't seen it either, but I, I wanted to watch it. It was... It's campy, but I enjoyed it. What the fuck does campy mean? Like it's cheesy. Okay. It, it's It's like meant to be I kind you. of that way. Okay. Anyway. I don't know, but I want to know. Cheesy on purpose. That's what camping means. Simon, does the blood taste different? Or does it taste different, like, depending on what you ate? Like, <laughs> stop there. <laughs> anyway, I want to know if it all tastes different. That was a big sidebar, but it just came to me in a Very moment. good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clary reassures Simon that um, they're not going to let him run out of blood. Um, and furthermore, Luke thinks that, that he should just tell, like, just tell your mom what happened, bro. Tell her. She tries to get him to realize that he can still lead a somewhat normal life, like pointing to Luke as an example. However, I don't think that's really a fair comparison mm-hmm. because Luke isn't tied down to, like, a diet of blood and he can walk in the sun and I mean, I mean, he's literally tied down when the moon's full. Right. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. Like mm-hmm. maybe his first couple of like moons, if you will, mm-hmm. he's obviously being a, so say fledgling, but that's not right. A cub, I guess, mm-hmm. or a newly turned werewolf is difficult, but now it seems like he can almost, he has better control over right. it and stuff. And I don't know. I think you could lead a more normal life as a werewolf than you could as a vampire. Uh, definitely. I think yes, but I think if you're going to have a chance to live a more full life, it would be in New York as a vampire. Just because, like, you could, right. like, there's so much going on at night. That's also, true. I was writing this as, like, he can't hold down a job. He can't, you know, but I guess, I mean, he could he work night shift. shift. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But also, he's a vampire. Does he need to work? Right. Do you get to start drawing a salary from the clave? 
The Vampireclave. The Vampireclave. <laughs> he has to go run, live in that rundown hotel. Do more. Yeah. I want to know what vampires do for money. Like, I want to know if, like, the old ones have got, like, their fingers and everything. You Nosferatu? Know what I, mean? I don't know. I want to know. But, like, without the creepy nails. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the face Amanda makes when she doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. But the nails sound gross. Yeah, they're gross. Mm-hmm. Simon is like, okay, okay, okay. I understand what you're saying. But, like, what about us? Do you really want a vampire boyfriend? Nope. Bye. <laughs> because he says, I can foresee many romantic picnics in our future. You drinking a virgin pina colada. Me drinking the blood of a virgin. <laughs> and um, Clary tries to give him some like encouragement and tells him that um, she'll just need to. F- Sorry. He will just need to find a way to work around to make his new life fit in with his old one. And Simon finds solace in knowing that Jace can no longer call him a mundane. By the way, notice the lack of the word Mundy, Amanda? Mm-hmm. Listen, I did hear it at one point in this book. And I was like, bitch, they I said Mundy. You. But I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> they discuss the <laughs> elusive how to come out to your parents pamphlet. And Clary makes him take them. Like, just take it. Like, just use the word undead instead. <laughs> so Simon decides to practice on Clary, and I'm going to read it. Do it. Okay. Mom, I have something to tell you. I'm undead. Now, I know you may have some preconceived notions about the undead, and I know you may not be comfortable with the idea of me being undead, but I'm here to tell you that the undead are just like you and me. Simon paused. Well... Okay, possibly more like me than you. (laughs) Simon! I feel like that's Alvin! (laughs) All right, all right, all right. The first thing you need to understand is that I'm the same person I always was. Being undead isn't the most important thing about me. It's just part of who I am. The second thing you should know is that this isn't a choice. I was born this way. (laughs) Baby, I was born this way. (laughs) Simon squinted at her over the pamphlets. Sorry, reborn this way. Okay, he wins this one. That was funny. It was funny. And he goes on to say that at least he will be able to tell her that um, he was buried in a Jewish cemetery and decided that it might be easier to tell his sister first. And Clary offers to go with him, which he seems like, oh, my God, you do that for me? Cheese ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, before they can make yeah. their plans, um, they're cut short by this, like, screeching noise and shattering glass. And they heard it, and they went out. <laughs> and um, I love Amanda. And they go see that Luke's truck is fucked up. <laughs> mangled on the front lawn. Luke hits something that at first looks like a person, but Clary strips the glamour away as she's been taught. And she saw that it was like this smooth, <gasps> white, worm-looking thing. Oh, gross. I have all full body chills right now. I don't like the... I don't like it. It reminds me of something... Like, I think of something of, like, Beetlejuice. Anyway. Luke jumps out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. (laughs) (laughs) Best truck ride. I don't know. 
And he runs past the worm thing and rushes to meet this lump on the ground that you see is Maya. And Clary grabs her. Stale. I can't stop. And races to meet Luke, who's tending to the wounded Maya. No, a wounded Maya. Um, Maria. <laughs> Maria. Maria. Oh, Maya. I autocorrected. Okay, listen, guys. Maya's fucked up, dude. Her She's shoulder up sucks. <laughs> sucks, dude. And Luke's is like, fuck, dude. It's a lot of blood, bro. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> and Simon comes out and he's like, oh, shit, blood. Gotta get back. Gotta get back. Jump back. And Luke is like, it's cool, guys. Maya's all right. As he slaps her face to keep her conscience. Like, <laughs> like she's cool, bro. <laughs> Wake up, bitch. <laughs> she's going to be fine. This is normal. And she's dazed and confused. Real, not the movie. And they're like, we gotta go get her inside. And Luke lays her down on the couch. This is like the lore gray couch, right? I yeah. It's just weird. And um, I imagined him having like the um, the Aztec print couch. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the ones I used to have. A hundred percent. Now that you say it, it makes sense. But not like that. I don't, I don't know. know. That's what I expected him. I he thought doesn't. it was like high back or something. Okay. Any choice, he doesn't. And um, he sends Clary and Simon to go get like supplies, a blanket or whatever. And when Clary comes back in the room, Maya's recounting her tale of what happened, saying that she's just minding her own business, walking across the lawn, when all of a sudden she smells like rotten garbage, and then bam! And then bam! <laughs> it hit her. And Clary's like, what hit you? <laughs> what, guys? And I just want to be like, wake the fuck up, girl. Garbage. Like, <laughs> have you, you learned this? <laughs> and you know this. What smells like rotting garbage? Mm-hmm. And it's a worm. <laughs> what is it? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> and Can my- you say demons? <laughs> yeah. No. Maya doesn't know what hit her, but she tried to knock it off and couldn't. And Luke's like, oh, I saw it stalking you. And I tried to yell to warn you, but you didn't hear me. And Claire's like, guys, guys, tell me. What's following? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and Luke's like, it's a dr- Drivark demon. Dra- Sounds good. Drivark. Drivark. Drivark? I want to go with Drivark because Dr. Dre. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> um. These little guys are blind and tracked by smell, and he killed it by running it over. And Clary wonders if it was sent by V-Tang, who still needs wolfish blood for his spell. And Luke says he doesn't think so, because those kind of demons don't suck blood. They're more like low-class demons. Um, they're like spies and messengers. And Maya probably just got in the way of its like secret mission. Hmm. And um, Maya pulls her sweatshirt up, which... <laughs> I'm having, I really had to reread it three times. It They make it seem like she rolled the sleeve of her sweatshirt up yeah. to get to her shoulder. Yeah. And that legit makes no sense None. to me. So you I'm would just, just take off your fucking sweater. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I really don't. I don't know why I was thinking she was like her stomach area. I don't know. It's her shoulder. Yeah, so it's like, I why know. are you rolling the sleeve up? What kind, like, is it 1980s? Maybe like, she pulled her arm out and just pulled it over. 
like this that's what i would assume. that would make more sense yeah. but the way she it says like she rolled up yeah. her sleeve and i was like that okay if your shoulder is in pain you're not gonna fucking try to like push this thing up and over maybe. your maybe maybe she maybe, wasn't wearing a bra maybe we're fat and skinny people don't have this problem like I would be more comfortable <laughs> with ro- like push down, right? Like the neck or something. This doesn't make sense to me, and I got way too hung up on it. It really, I, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, there's this huge gash, like Kristen, with um. <laughs> oh my god, I heard. I'm sorry. Sidebar. I apologize. I was watching a fucking video, so I watched. The Try Channel, which is just Irish people trying American shit, and it's fucking hilarious. Anyways, so this Irish chick was, they were eating, um, oh no, no, they were doing Bob Ross. Awesome. They were trying to follow along with the Bob Ross. And she's like, halfway into this thing, she's fucking in love with Bob Ross because they're also drunk. And so, <laughs> and she says, oh damn, he keeps talking like that. I'm frothing at the gash. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, that is the best thing. <laughs> I'm going to use that in every conversation I can. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Oh my God. That's crazy. Have you seen the um, Scottish Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> thing. It's so funny. I'll have to show it to you. Okay. okay. Anyway. Sorry. We're almost done. Yep. There's these poisonous spines sticking into her skin. Um, it's cool because she's not going to die, um, but they have to be quick pulling them out. And it's going to be hurt. Like, it's going to be hurt. <laughs> no, I didn't. I said it's going to hurt. I read it. My eyes suck. What? Listen, was this a porcupine or was it a worm? It's teeth. It's like needly teeth spines. Yeah. So, like, it bit her, and then its teeth fell out and got stuck in her yeah. shoulder. Okay. And, um, Maya, that's how like... poison is, like... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> okay, guys, Maya's, like, this total boss-ass bitch, and she's like, just do it. I don't even need any whiskey. Yeah. Simon comes in at the tail end and is like, get what out? And Maya taunts him, asking, like, what's wrong, mundane, squeamish about blood? Too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> she doesn't know. Anyway, um, then she gets this sharp pain, which is kind of like Instacarma. And she's like, oh, God, that kind of hurts. And looks like, uh, I know. As he's like, sorry, looks like I know. As he's like taking out this thin bladed knife. And she's ready. Maya's ready. But she's like, get the audience out of here. So Simon and Clary head to the kitchen on instructions to call the Institute and tell them what happened, that they need to send someone with medical training or a warlock. And by a warlock, I mean Magnus. Send a Magnus. Get a Magnus. We need a Magnus. Get it now. I don't remember if that actually happens in the next chapter, but I want it in my brain. A Magnus. I like it. And that's I want it, guys. a Magnus. So far, I do not. In my pantaloons. <laughs> Your breeches? Breeches? Breech? Your dress that my son is obsessed with. Magnus can breach my breeches anytime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. 
we gotta go because it's really late <laughs> oh my gosh it's almost one yeah so be proud of us moms i got to got to tell you that you need to read chapter 12 the hostility of dreams for next week's episode do it yeah so for behind the scenes content and the latest updates check us out on instagram at downworld or dish podcast we'll see you next time bye, bye.